Also, call them out for leaving you out. This is Amber's club, and they're just living in it. Sabrina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anubis Backwards. Today, we're going to be recapping House of Time, House of Aliens. But before we get started, we need to backtrack a little bit because we totally forgot to wish Jack Donnelly a happy birthday last week. So happy birthday, Jack Donnelly. His birthday was October 28th. Hope you had a great day if you're listening to this. (laughs) Thanks for giving us the most iconic inside joke ever. Siri Playlist Affairs. (laughs) I don't know why my brain just went RIP, but it did. Oh my god. <laughs> He's still alive. It's his birthday. It's the opposite of RIP. <laughs> um, also, don't forget to send us your voice memos. If you have any thoughts on upcoming episodes, ships, characters, if you just want to like say hi to us, send us a voice memo. You can check that out at anchor.fm slash Anubis Backwards. We would love to hear from you. Maybe we will feature you in an episode too. So go do it. All right, guys. Two things from Emily. First and foremost, we have a very special guest. We have Millington, the dog, who is named after We love Millington. (laughs) She's meaning depressed because her friends are currently on a trip and she doesn't get to go because she's very not happy in the car. She doesn't like to leave the house, but she doesn't like to be alone, so she just loses. Um, Also, a quick apology for if I've sounded like uninterested in the podcast the last couple of weeks. We're just vibing right now. You're here. We're happy you're here. here. I'm surviving. I'm not thriving. But, you know, that's... I mean, just as good. It'd be like that sometimes. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. So we're going to start with that intro. She's still iconic. We love her. So the episode opens at breakfast and Trudy asks if everyone felt the earthquake last night. Alfie says that it was actually an alien mothership taking off. And Trudy kind of like plays it off like, haha. But Alfie is being completely serious and is like, Patricia believes me. I said, Patralfie, smiley face. They make my heart happy. I don't know why I put this hurted, but I did put the note this hurted. <laughs> I think, well, I think the note originally was just Elfie with a bunch of sad faces. And then like, because I like to take my notes off of the like dock and then I don't know where anything goes. <laughs> so, so be it. So after this whole exchange, Alfie leaves the room and it's just Sabuna sitting at the table. Fabian immediately starts talking to Nina about the puzzle pieces. And Amber is kind of annoyed because she missed everything and she doesn't know what's going on anymore. They explained to her how Sarah's numbers opened the last puzzle piece and caused the earthquake last night, and they now have a clue for the fifth piece. Okay, first off, where even was Amber last night? They were in Nina and Amber's room, and Amber was not there. Where was she? a good she? point. Also, like, why was she not there? Also, call them out for leaving you out. This is Amber's club, and they're just living in it. It's true. <laughs> Amber writes... Amber's just straight up doing her makeup at the table. <laughs> Dorian Gray. <laughs> I mean, same. That's an entire mood. <laughs> She's gotta, you know, it takes time to look that good. So I understand. Yeah. Where was she? They were in her room in the I, middle of the night. Gosh, I have no idea. Was she sleeping? No, she would have woken up for that. I have no idea. Maybe she had a hot date. We don't know. Yeah, um, Amber, had Cannon. Secret, secret date yeah. with Jerome in the laundry room. Secret <laughs> 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 with Jerome in the laundry room. <laughs> They're both totally sad about their other, their significant others. Yeah, about Mick um, and Mara. Because Amber's sad about Mick and Jerome is sad about Mara. So they're like, I guess we can just be sad together. <laughs> if you're lonely, come be lonely with me. Yes. <laughs> this really came out of left field. I'm sorry, but I'm Jamber. <laughs> okay, we are recording at night. When in doubt, Jamber it out. In the world, Jamber. <laughs> when in doubt, Jamber it out. All right, so at school, Mara is in the hallway campaigning to a student. Jerome runs into her and explains that Alfie's going to be helping him with the campaign manager stuff. Alfie then takes out his phone and snaps a picture of Mara's bottom half, saying that it'll be good for posters. Mara is shocked and says, you, yes, to Jerome, and you, no, to Alfie. She apologizes, saying he's too Alfie for her campaign. Mara walks away and Jerome calls him a loser, but Alfie points out that Mara said, as much as I love you, so she must be into him because she didn't say I love you to Jerome. That's when Jerome spots Amelia pinches and gets her attention and Alfie like runs away because he doesn't want to talk to Amelia. This whole scene blew my mind. I don't know why I don't remember this. This is so bad. <laughs> like Alfie just like taking a picture of Mara's ass and being like, we're gonna put this on posters. Like that was gross. Alfie. What? 
I thought you we were almost supposed to be like the douchier of the two, but you know, I'll right. be Alfie. It feels off brand for Alfie. It feels very right. creepy and skeevy, and I don't like it. It also feels very out of character for Alfie because why was he just like, yo, like, like check out Mars ass, guys? Right? Like, I was like, oh my God. And then this would never, like, they would not allow this today. Oh, it's crazy how much changed in like 10 years. They would, they would never. Oh, Stevie, without someone saying, like, that's Stevie. If they did that today, Mara would be like, Alfie, that's creepy as hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, she was like mad at him, like, understandably, and then was like, sorry, I don't want you in my campaign. Like, what? you don't say sorry, girl. Like, he just was like trying to expose you. You have no need to apologize. He needs to apologize. Campaign with butt pigs of Mara, unsolicited, Mara, unconsensual butt pigs of Mara. Oh, would that have even I gone just... down out of the school? Like, just imagine, like, Alfie actually having succeeded in making those posters. Like, how, how would he have gotten expelled? Would there have been, hey, like, a... Mara, she has a nice ass. <laughs> Oh, that was just yikes! I was just shocked watching that whole scene. I was like, "What is happening?" Um, I don't know if it was in this scene or if it's in a later scene because again, my notes end up all out of order. But there is somewhere in the next couple of scenes a Justin Bieber reference. So like, we are clearly in 2010. I don't even remember this this time. I'm not surprised though. That sounds right. <laughs> and the phone Alfie used too was very old. I love how we're like amazed by the flip phones while recording this podcast. <laughs> like, we all, like, yeah. One of us, we all had flip phones at some point in our lives. Yeah, I know when this I came live- out, I did not have an iPhone yet. So like when I was watching season one. Season one, I think I had not a flip phone i had you know the cool version the ones with the slidey keyboards so you could that's what i had too yes i had three flip phones and i had like the one with the like slidey keep like full keyboard and then i went to an iphone i've had iphones ever since actually i think the one i had was like the double slide so you slide horizontally for the texting keyboard and you slide up for like the phone number all you kids out there listening to us Y'all ever don't have even know. <laughs> Y'all ever the, the the pure joy of getting the slidey phone with the slidey keyboard so you could text like typing actual letters instead of having to triple click your flip phone. I felt so cool. My first slidey phone. <laughs> <laughs> I like I we're just calling them slidey phones, like flip phones, slidey phones, iPhones. I love when we show our age. Oh, okay, so I remember this is like when I had a flip phone and like seventh grade or whatever that i went to the haunted hayride and i took pictures and i went to like post them on facebook but i took them on my flip phone and the amount of effort that it went to try to get those pictures off of my phone onto my computer to post them on facebook was so much effort and then they were super low quality so i'll be taking skeevy creepy pictures of mara one skeevy and creepy but two on his flip phone the like, like the amount of effort he would have to take to get that picture off of his phone onto a format that he could like get a poster out of it would have been significant. <laughs> you know, then maybe he deserves to make those posters. Oh my god, no! I'm, TV. I'm <laughs> kidding. I am kidding. I am <laughs> kidding. Please, I feel like I yeah, need to I clarify before I know people you're kidding. <laughs> I know you're kidding. I know you mean. Like at that point, he did so much effort. <laughs> In conclusion, Alfie was dumb for multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah, I think I know. Yeah. And they use their own smartphones, I'm pretty sure. I think so. I know Alfie. Honestly, probably Alex Sawyer's flip phone. I I know (laughs) Alfie and Eddie both had iPhones because Alfie and I had the same phone case. You and Alfie. Nice. Twins. This is the tangent of the week of us dating ourselves (laughs) and making ourselves look old while we're listening on. Get off my lawn, kids. (laughs) (laughs) So... Alfie runs away, and then Jerome walks back over to Mara and asks if she'd like to join him for lunch off campus. Mara asks if he's asking her on a date, and he kind of just, like, smiles and shrugs at her. And she explains she's still trying to figure out the whole mix situation, and Jerome, like, kind of starts to get heated. He's like, you're so smart and pretty, and you actually have a future just like me. Like, you shouldn't throw this all away on a meathead like Mick. And she obviously kind of gets a little offended by that and walks away, and she's like, it's just school rep. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, I was just really happy that they remembered Mick exists. That was good. But uh, I do feel bad for Jerome because that's pretty bold to like ask someone on a date. Mick exists? Who's that? Ma'am. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> the murder in her eyes right now. Oh, I'm going to assume that this is what I wanted to say. Mara for President 2020. I don't know if that's where I uh, made the note for, but Mara for President That sounds right. Um, this Next. episode comes out after the election. Um, all I'm going to say is, yikes! Yikes! Oh, you're right, it does. <laughs> um, everyone, Ooh. I hope voted, and I hope we got a good result. <laughs> I hope you voted the way I would have voted. Or the way oh, I did vote, I should say. <laughs> All right, so the next scene, Fabian is chilling in the bathroom stall. He's trying to figure out the riddle. He realizes that Isis and Osiris uh, refers to the sun and the moon, so it must be a clock. Suddenly, he hears Alfie in the next stall mocking him, and he quickly tries to leave. As Alfie exits the stall, the ink piece falls out of his backpack, and Fabian picks it up. Alfie goes, hey, that's my alien artifact. And Fabian goes, it wasn't yours in the first place, and just runs out, which is really funny. (laughs) Oh, my God. Fabian's running. It's so funny. <laughs> I just said, I don't know, I'm gonna put this and someone's gonna come for me, but the Naruto run, though. Yes. Whenever yes. somebody looks bad, I make that joke. Oh so, Alfie was like making fun of, like, told Fabian to wash his hands because it was gross. And then Fabian did not wash his hands. Fabian ran away. But, like, sir, sir, this is how we prevent a pandemic. Wash your damn hands. Damn. Guys, wash your hands. Also, Alfie thought Fabian, because he was talking to himself and who's in the bathroom stall, was writing a song, apparently, because he told him he had loser lyrics. <laughs> he was like, yeah, my lyrics are way better. Oh, to Amber, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Amber, if I was a gambler, I'd spend all of my money on you. <laughs> we love the hit single that was never actually a hit single. Alex, I'm... sorry, please use Oh, to Amber as the sample oh in one God, of his next singles. Thank you. cry. It'd be really funny. All right, so Alfie goes running out of the bathroom after Fabian, and he, like, kind of barges into Mara and Jerome. And so Mara and Jerome are now talking again, and Mara kind of apologizes for turning him down earlier. She says that she's going to need to apologize to Mick, like, 50 times before he forgives her. And Jerome kind of, like, brushes it off and kind of pretends it's no big deal, even though I'm sure he's still heard about it. (laughs) Well, not to make the comment here, like, oh, don't feel guilty because I never do. And I was like, Jerome said, F.B. guilty checks out. (laughs) <laughs> you really did that right though you were right though. behavior so much she's like i would never feel guilty about anything um so fabian after the bathroom thing like ran all the way back to anuba's house to go test his theory about the riddle but this whole time he doesn't realize that alfie is following him so he is playing around with the hands on the clock trying to make him into a triangle um and that's when he accidentally breaks off one of the hands and then victor hears him And is like, who's down there? So Fabian quickly hides under the stairs. And that's when Alfie comes out and is looking at the clock now, trying to see what Fabian was doing. And Victor comes down and catches Alfie with the broken clock. And Alfie actually lies, saying that he was just trying to play a prank on everyone. He doesn't rat out Fabian. So Victor punishes him with toilet duty. And I was just really proud of Alfie for not ratting Fabian out. See, this is more in character for Alfie. Alfie was looking out for his friend, even though he has no idea what's going on. So like, thank you, Alfie, for being unproblematic. Um, not to butt in. So, mind you, I will have iOS 14. So I was watching like picture in picture and I was taking my notes on notes. So my like screen's just like a little square in the corner. Most of the time I watch on my laptop, but today I just could only watch on my phone because I was taking notes like throughout my work shift. Um, so I noticed, I thought it was like, I genuinely thought Elfie was Victor watching Fabian. And then I realized like when he came out like later, I was like, oh no, that's like, well, I'm continuing watching. Oh no, that's Elfie, but that's like super creepy. Cause he's like, like just lurking in the doorway. Yeah, he was just, like, staring at him. But, like, I do mad respect Elfie for not ratting Fabian out. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of notes. Wait, okay. So, one, going off what you just said, if anyone's ever seen, um like, Degrassi No Context on Twitter, they do this whole thread of, like, characters lurking, and I can just picture Elfie lurking here being part of that. This <laughs> is Degrassi. I thought, I literally thought about that when I was watching this scene, and I realized it was Elfie. <laughs> So I'm glad we're carrying a brain cell again, Laura. It has like, no context to whatever everyone Um, It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with House of Anubis, but it's a good time. It's, uh, it's a similar vibe with those uh, mid-2010s. I mean, Degrassi is obviously also before that, but the mid-2010s Nickelodeon vibe. Also, I said, I agreed with Brenna saying that Alfie was super unproblematic, and I said he really is, and it makes the creepiest most Mara feel so out of character. I know I commented that before, but it really doesn't feel like Alfie to be being like that. Mm-hmm. 
I could okay. The thing is, I could see Elfie being like that, but like only be like if he's being encouraged by like one of the other guys. Yeah, like, like if you know Jerome I mean? was saying he should do that, I can see Jerome encouraging Elfie to be like that, but like out of nowhere, it feels exactly. Also, Fabian solved that real quick, so points to Fabian for like immediately solving that riddle, but like also minus points to Fabian for not realizing that Alfie was right there. And I said Alfie is pretty good at covering, but I feel bad for him that he got toilet duty for it. And also, I thought Alfie was funny when he was saying, "You should punish me by making me watch a bunch of TV because I hate TV." That was really funny, yeah. <laughs> and Victor was like, "I'm done with your BS. <laughs> Go clean the toilet." With a toothbrush too. Ugh. The toilet's not even going to be properly clean if you try to clean a toilet with a toothbrush. I know. Poor Trudy, like, is going to have to just clean it anyway. Like, it's not fair. Maybe that's one of their chores. Do but they have like, a chore wheel, do you think? Maybe. I feel like they should. <laughs> they do really cute. That's true, because there was, like, the dishes thing. I actually think they have, like, a sign. It looked, in season three, there's a KT and Eddie scene where I'm 90% sure they were looking at, like, the chore chart. So there is some sort of chore chart. That would make sense, because they do reference having specific chores that they're, like, assigned to do. Yeah, that checks out. I think it rotates. Yeah, headcanon accepted. Trudy yeah. made a chore wheel for them. Can they clean the toilet with something not a toothbrush at, like, a normal toilet cleaning situation? After this, Nina enters the house suddenly, and Fabian kind of tries to get her attention to see if the coast is clear and he can come out. And then when the coast is clear, he goes back to the clock and he adjusts the hand so it's all the way facing up and it reveals a secret compartment, but the compartment is empty. So Nina's like, okay, we need to have another Sabuna meeting and figure out what to do next. Uh, I had the note and I don't know if it was for this scene, but it just said Fabian doesn't trust Nina to keep watch. I think he tells her to keep watch. <laughs> I don't know if you trust her. I said that cupboard though with eye emojis, because if, if, but if you know, you know. I don't think no, that's, you know. that's not that cupboard, though. It's a different it's cupboard. Not that cupboard. It's There's a, cupboard. a lot of yeah. cupboards. They have multiple cupboards. Yeah. Is, is it not this is like the cupboard under the stairs. There's like like a... It's a, it's a, like it's a almost like a dresser cupboard. kind of cupboard. I think this the one that... The one is in the... Is it in the basement? No, the one uh. we're thinking of is the one in the kitchen under the sink. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the kitchen one is the one that's, that's the, the cupboard. cupboard. But like Fabian was in the cupboard and I really thought that Nina was about to go in the cupboard and I was like, oh, well, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Those, those two do We love don't even cupboards. know, apparently. <laughs> we don't even know what cupboard. I think we've broken we're broken tonight, guys. We haven't done a late night recording in a yeah, half second. Like pretty not doing late night. We've been doing morning ones. Yeah, that explains it. Sabuna then gathers in Nina's room for their meeting, but Alfie kind of notices something's going on, and he's once again lurking in the hallway, and he starts eavesdropping. Then once they start talking, he barges in and is asking, like, what do you know about the relics and the earthquakes? And, like, I'm going to tell Victor if you don't tell me. So Fabian lies and says that Alfie was right all along and that there are aliens. And Alfie's like, great, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to help you guys. And Fabian's like, great, take all the time you need and kind of, like, pushes him out the door. And, like, just let Alfie and Sabuna already. Poor guy. My heart. Um, Seconded, please just let that boy in because, honestly, he's either going to think y'all are on some shit or he's going to want to help. I know, he yeah. really was the hope so bad. Just let the boy have friends. Jerome's just ditching him for Mara. Right? Don't you hate when your friend gets a crush on a girl who's taken and then just yeets you out of his life? So Alfie leaves and Patricia says she feels bad, but Fabian points out it's safer if he doesn't know the truth. So then Nina kind of gets them back on track and they start discussing the pieces again. Nina thinks that her numerology number might be the key to opening the second piece. Oh, I said brain cells to Alfie right now. I think I meant, like, probably in the scene before this is what this note was actually supposed to be, because he, like, realized that they were having a meeting and was like, y'all are up to something. But then I just said <laughs> Alfie with a crying emoji. Um, I just love them. Obviously, they're BFFs already, because Patricia doesn't feel bad about shit. <laughs> okay, so I'm, like, 90% sure I was, like, the first one in our little trio to take, like, commentary notes. And I literally was, like, texting them, like, not to sound like Laura, but I'm really <laughs> emotional over this scene. <laughs> it made me so happy. I was in my Petrofi tag on Tumblr today, truly vibing. I love that for you. There have been really great. We've had some really good Petrofi episodes. Yeah, I, have- I love these episodes. I was, like, vibing, vibing. This episode and the episode last week, I'm like, suddenly, Petrofi, all I care about. <laughs> 
Are we wrong? No, we know that's the only thing I agree with. Honestly, I really do, and I think we we did discuss this last week, but, like, their friendship is so, like, good because it is so, and I hate to say it, it is so rare to have, like, a good, solid, like, male-female friendship like this where it's not, like, or even, like, when you get those solid friendships, they do occasionally get, like, briefly hindered by, like, a romantic interaction, and this one never, yeah like, goes through that. No, the closest we get, I guess, is Eddie being, like, all weird about it in, like, season three when he was being jealous. <laughs> she was like, LOL, Alfie, we're best friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> was that the one where he's, like, he was into Piper? Yeah, he called her the next best twin. Yikes. That was yikes. So harsh. <laughs> Can't believe my boy is an asshole. <laughs> Ooh. I, I'm like, I mean, Eddie in that scene randomly bring out a Piper for no reason is the most relatable thing I've ever heard. But, like, also, yikes, that was not a good way to bring her up. <laughs> I'm like, I feel Eddie just, like, you know. My boy is just really needy. Like, let's be real. That boy, like, constantly requires attention. Like, same, but. He's like, I need attention. <laughs> you- I thought he was try- what he was trying to say was, like, why are you jealous of KT? We're like you and Alfie, like we're BFS. But what he said was, not that. Next sure. best win. He's Ouch. got zero brain cells. Please leave the boy alone. But, but He's got like negative three Eddie, brain cells. Eddie bringing up Piper and then Pipey out of nowhere in the middle of a conversation that has nothing to do with Piper or Pipey is the most relatable shit that I've ever seen. <laughs> You're like, Laura, Eddie. I'm like, Talking about Piper out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> Piper out of nowhere. Like we've done right now. Like Piper and love out of nowhere. All right. So anyway, that night, Sabuna gathers in Nina and Amber's room again. They're sitting in a circle holding hands. Nina explains that things might get crazy again when she enters her number into the piece. And she wants to make sure that everyone is still on board. And they all kind of like look at each other and they go, Sabuna. It's really intense. <laughs> so then Nina enters her numbers, and at first, like, nothing's really happening, and they're like, okay, this is weird, but then Fabian all of a sudden is like, oh my god, and notices something on the wall. Okay, I said Sabuna makes me happy. I love a good, good friendship. Nina's birthday is in 1995, which I don't know how I didn't realize that until now. Yeah, because they're like, I, mean, they would, I think I'm the same grade as them. Probably, yeah. Because my birthday's in 96, but in December, which is not the same thing. Cause hers I'm December 94, and they're, like, yeah. July 95, so I think we would have been classmates. That would have been the same grade. I would yeah. have graduated, like, the year before them. I, I think. graduated year two. two years after them. Because I was a sophomore uh, when they graduated in uh, 2013. Um. Also, the house is alive! Yes. You ain't seen nothing yet. I honestly, though, this is like kind of like the like a low point for the house being alive. It really is. I just made the note. The pod is sharing a brain cell this week because so far, literally all my notes on commentary that I've gone to add in because I added mine last this week were something someone else already said. Literally, we're all morphing into each other. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, we've been talking to each other too much. We literally just now are all just saying the same shit. We are one pod (laughs) cast. One brain cell, one podcast, <laughs> one interest. <laughs> and on that note, let's go hear from our sponsor. All right, so we pick up where we left off. Fabian notices the words "Awaken the Voice" have appeared on the wall. They have no idea what it means. I just put like spooky. <laughs> okay, so this isn't technically a cliffhanger, but the face Nina makes because it's like the end of the scene. Oh man, that might I that that might actually be her worst cliffhanger face yet. <laughs> yeah, the way that it cut was weird, right? So it was like it cut to them doing that, and then they were making that face, but it cut back to the exact same thing. Yeah, I think the cut I was gonna it was like a commercial break cliffhanger. So. Yeah, and then it was like, oh, the real cliffhanger. Yeah. Which it was, was odd. The way this was cut was odd. Honestly, it should have probably, it should have definitely been cut The same thing, like, twice in a row with them making cliffhanger faces the second time. It wasn't a cliffhanger, so it just cut from the cliffhanger faces to, like, now it's the next morning at the house or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it probably played better on TV, but it was weird watching it, like, back-to-back like that. <laughs> so, at school, Alfie is putting up campaign posters for Amara, and he puts up this, like, really weird photoshopped poster of her, and puts it right over a poster of Amelia. Mara sees this poster and is shocked, saying, like, this is horrible, and she pulls it down. She then replaces it with, like, a more, like, clean and polished poster that she designed, um, and it's not Photoshopped. 
I really don't understand this poster that Alfie made. Like, I don't know. Well, she doesn't look good in it. It's not. She they like photoshopped her onto like a fitness person's body. It looks so weird. And it, Alfie's like, yeah, she looks hot. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> yeah. Like, realistically, wouldn't he photoshop her into like a bikini picture or something? Not like somebody that like looks like. Right. Like, no one's going to believe that that's Mara. Like, it's, like, the super rich person. Mara's obviously not athletic. Mara's not known for being athletic. She's known for being a giant nerd. Like, they're going to be like, yes, Mara, that is Mara. Also, Alfie has Photoshop, and why? And why did he spend the time Photoshopping this? Okay, so he Photoshopped that, like, Amber get well card. So, like, he's not bad at Photoshop. He's not great, but he's not bad at it. He's an amateur graphic graphic designer, apparently. I- I'm proud of him. Like, Alfie. look at him go. Look at my boy go. Maybe that's his goal in life, to be Photoshopping to <laughs> I'm also really obsessed with Amelia's posters that we kind of see throughout the episode. They just say, like, vote Amelia, please. <laughs> I'm just like, Amelia. I'll vote for you, Amelia. Amelia did nothing wrong. I don't know why Alfie's, like, against Amelia. because She did really nothing They could be cute. I bet she yeah, likes I aliens, too. Oh, they would be cute. Shoot. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hold <laughs> Amelia, on, hold Alfie, on. OTP. Hold on. Hold on. Let's back up here. So we know Willow was at school, and they called her Weeping Willow. Surprise, surprise! Uh, Willow is actually Amelia's middle name. Wait, how, Amelia and oh wait, they have different last names. Oh, <laughs> Willow, like, Willow completely had a major glow up and like looked different, but Amelia's not ugly. No, she's not. No, she's cute. All right, so Jerome and Alfie see Mara's poster that she just post uh, put up, and Jerome replaces it with a new one. Jerome notices Alfie is now wearing rubber gloves and aluminum foil, so he asks what's up, and Alfie says it's to protect himself from aliens. Jerome walks away, and then Alfie then covers up Jerome's poster with another one of his photoshopped posters. Um, I made the notes. How are gloves going to protect against aliens? Also, I really think I like Jerome. If I remember correctly, I like Jerome's posters because they were like a little bit more like of a hyped version of Mara's. Like they were still Mara to her core, like to her core. Yeah, they being, were like. Good job. Oh, I wrote Alfie says that one. This is Alfie again being like kind of out of character and rude. He said that Mars poster looks like a potato in a cardigan, which I said is one mean, and two, it's not a cardigan, it's a blazer. It's our school uniform. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Nina goes to visit Sarah. Sarah's playing with a prism that's casting light on the walls, and she's talking about tears of glass. So when Nina walks in, she's like, how'd you know about that? And Sarah obviously ignores her, because that's what Sarah does. And it's just like, I put it back. And Nina's like, what'd you put back? But Sarah just keeps rambling. And she was like, it was too hard. Two steps forward, three steps back. And then she goes, I couldn't find them, but you will. I know, because you have the power. And then Nina asks, what's the power? And Sarah's just like, I can hear it whisper. And Nina's like, who's whispering? And she goes, the house. This whole scene was just like really frustrating. I felt so bad for Nina because she's like, what are you talking about? And Sarah was just like, la-di-da. But yeah. And then also Nina just like really ditched class for this. Everyone else is at school. And she's like, nah, I'm going to go to Sarah's. It's fine. So at school, Alfie is telling Patricia and Fabian about this alien TV show from the 80s that he stayed up all night watching to do alien research. Then Mrs. Andrews starts class and she starts reading a poem and it's about a snake. So then Alfie kind of starts looking at her suspiciously because apparently if you talk about reptiles, that means you're an alien. So he's telling this to Patricia and Fabian and he's like, I always knew there was something not right about Mrs. Andrews. And Patricia's sitting there trying not to laugh, which is really funny. And then Alfie's all of a sudden like, she's talking about aliens, isn't she? And Alfie then like sees Mrs. Andrews' eyes turn yellow. So he jumps out of his... uh, seat and scream, show yourself and knocks her to the ground. It was very aggressive. <laughs> like, Alfie, what are you doing? Um, plot twist of uh, Alfie's watching Roswell since that's from the 90s. But it's fine. Okay, I was <laughs> also Alfie, Roswell, Stan. I'm glad we're still sharing a brain cell Although here. I think that the coffee content here is cute because Alfie is, like, saying all this stuff about aliens and Patricia is, like, smiling at him like she generally thinks he's funny. Like, the way that Patricia... <laughs> Is like smiling and laughing at Alfie's alien jokes. Well, the problem is like yeah, Alfie's see, not I joking. She thinks Alfie's joking. <laughs> okay. She's like, ha ha, Alfie, you're so funny. Yeah. And then to uh, which I responded to Laura's comment with that my note just said Petrolfi because again, us here at the podcast share our brain cell. Who is in custody of it? I don't know. Not me. Uh, so also I, yeah, obviously she is. Mm-hmm. She's got the brain cell. Um, Sometimes. I, 
I also made the note Alfie would be anti Taylor Swift's hit album reputation. Too many, Too many reptilian themes. The whole thing was an alien show, according to him. <laughs> Taylor Swift's reputation stereotype was about aliens. <laughs> they were all trying to <laughs> be abducted. Taylor Swift abducted me, honestly. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> please, whatever you want, like, Taylor. Being at the reputation stadium tour at all times, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Same. All right, so back at the nursing home, Sarah is telling Nina that she needs to follow the voice within. And Nina asks what follow the voice means. And Sarah was like, the house knows. And Nina says she thought that the house was evil. But Sarah's like, no, no, you misunderstood. It's the guardian that's evil. So Sarah starts rambling again. And she's like, they tricked me. I don't want to live forever. And then I made the note, another Taylor Swift reference, this time from a hit movie, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey 2, I think. I don't know. Um, I, I said, I don't want to live forever because i knew i insane. sorry guys i can't sing i can't see but i'm dancing uh everyone goes scream i don't want to live to get forever by taylor swift insane from uh 50 shit the great one of them i don't know which one we are taylor swift stands first in a podcast second all right so all right let's go you guys ready ladies. for me to get excited no so back at school <laughs> guess who's back <laughs> guess who's back, back nick is again. back nick is Nick it Nick? Is- <laughs> yeah. Tell a friend, my boyfriend's back, and it's gonna be trouble. <laughs> my boyfriend's back. So Amber asks if he got the scholarship, and he says he won't know for a few weeks. So then he's like, oh, is Mara around? And Amber is like, oh, I thought you guys were done. And Mick smiles, and he's like, oh, I don't know what's going on with me and Mara. And he says it's like kind of complicated on like him and Amber, which I think to him, he was like excited about how complicated they were, but Amber kind of takes it the opposite and was like, Oh, well our relationship was really easy and super fun. And we looked good together. And Mick's like, yeah, I miss that sometimes. Um, so first of all, just really excited to make us back. Thankfully I watched these episodes alone. Cause I get really embarrassingly excited. Um, and then I also feel really bad for Amber because like, for your ex to dump you and then a month later be like, oh, I miss us sometimes. Yeah. That's like, that Mix. does stuff to your head. That's not good. The problem is Mix also kind of dumb, so he doesn't really realize it. Yeah, I said how happy Amber is to see Mick too. And I'm just like a sad emoji because she got so excited when he walked in. It was like, oh my God, like, did you get this scholarship? I'm so happy to see you. And I'm like crying emoji. And then I said, this whole scene breaks my heart for Amber because yeah, Mick is kind of like straight up told her that he misses them. And I said, my heart breaks for Amber in my Micro shipping self. Heartbroken. Big sad. Heart's been broke so many times. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe. <laughs> <laughs> the the episode is going to be called House of Anubis, the musical. <laughs> Did they really get pinned? <laughs> Mick walks away and Patricia approaches Amber looking for Fabian. Amber just ignores the question and starts telling Patricia how Mick is back and he seriously missed her and she bets they'll be back on in 24 hours. And Patricia just kind of like walks away without saying anything. And just Amber. I just can't. Sad. Patricia walking away because Patricia is real. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Oh yeah. She, Patricia's like, yeah, I don't want to hear about or Mick. Amber no. talks to her about Mick, she's not about it. She's like, bye. Don't want to talk bye. about that boy. He broke my heart. So in the lounge, Jerome is with Mara and he's like roasting the campaign poster that she made herself. And then when he realizes that she's the one who made it, he kind of backtracks and is like, oh, it's not that bad, I guess. But then she like whips out the photoshopped one from Alfie and was like, what the heck is this? And I think she kind of thought Jerome made it, but he's like, no. And then they they both kind of like roast the bad Photoshop job. And then Jerome starts trying to change the subject to talk about like her campaign policies when Mick approaches and is like, hi. And then Mara jumps up really excitedly and hugs him and she's like Mick and it's just so cute um so just going off the posters I think Emily said this before but Jerome's poster was definitely the best so I hope I don't know why she just didn't use Jerome's poster I mean Mara's isn't bad but it's just not it's just not eye-catching yeah I agree it's very plain like and like Alfie's doesn't make sense but like the photoshop isn't that bad it's not great like it's a high school like learning how to photoshop photoshop level you know it's not bad. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. It's just not bad. I just said, kind of confused why Alfie and Jerome say that the poster Mara made makes her look ugly, though. Like, she looks good, but Jerome's is stylistically cooler. Like, yes. the way that they're acting 
is like Mara's poster, which is straight up just like, I'm pretty sure like one of like the promotional pictures of Mara, honestly, in her school uniform. She doesn't look so ugly. Too. I don't know what it's like not bad at all <laughs> i have no idea it's so random um okay i'm gonna go on my and mara bs for a second again that hug was really cute like she just like ran up and hugged him so tight and she was so excited and then he like does the little thing where he, like he lifted her up and it was just really cute and i was so happy the end yeah so this is cute not gonna lie all right, so Alfie's walking in the hall when Patricia suddenly drags him into a classroom. Fabian shuts the door and explains that they haven't been entirely honest with him. Alfie starts backing away, suddenly convinced that they are aliens, and Fabian tells him that there aren't any aliens and that they actually made up the whole thing. So Alfie asks about the alien artifacts then, and Fabian explains that they're actually puzzle pieces that lead to a relic or treasure, and Alfie is suddenly really interested as soon as he mentions treasure. Oh, I said, Alfie calling Patricia Trixie always makes me smile. I love that. That's a little nickname. It's really cute. And he, like, calls her that, like, throughout all three seasons. I don't know. I think Jerome occasionally calls her Trixie. And does he occasionally call her, like, yeah, like something? Yeah, I think Jerome occasionally says it's Trixie, but it's, like, Alfie. mostly Alfie's thing, which is really cute. It's very cute that, like, yeah. basically Alfie just straight has, has a nickname for her. And no one else really aggressively does, besides for Eddie calling her Yacker, which is also cute. But, um... Also, I said Baby and Patricia being the ones in the scene telling Alfie I love the accidental foreshadowing of them being the longest running Sabuna member. Oh, oh, I didn't think of that. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, this might be my note where I go, wow, Fabricia oh, really is real, huh? Patricia and Alfie in this scene. It's like our Oh, I think that's trio. why I made it, because Fabian and Patricia really wants to, like, really confront, confront Alfie. Alfie, and please, you guys like... can't see it, but they could. But I just put confront yeah, in confront. air quotes. I, I don't do know love, how to it's that. accidental foreshadowing too because it's not like they purposely did that they didn't know nina was gonna leave. they didn't know amber was gonna leave yeah but the fact that nina and amber aren't yeah. here and baby and patricia and alfie and baby and patricia and alfie are in sabuna consistently forever honestly that's one of the things i like really appreciate about rewatching season one slowly is that you we are picking yeah, up all it's like accidental they foreshadowing it, but it's pretty good yeah it's like, it is really good maybe it's and different patricia initiating alfie and then them being like the soul three that like from season one to season three are eternally there. I love it. I like it. Makes me happy. All right. So after this scene, we then cut to Nina, who is coming back from, I guess, the nursing home. And she comes back to Anuba's house and she quietly sneaks upstairs. But I just said there was a close up on Corbier. <laughs> <laughs> we love to see it. Oh, is that foreshadowing? What? Isn't there, did they find the piece in Corbier yet? No. I wonder if that's what, because like, is Corbier the guardian that they're, that Sarah was referring to, like the guardian's oh, evil? Maybe. Are like Victor's the guardian? Like, yeah, because there's like a close up. She's like looking to see if Victor's in his office, I think, because she's trying to be sneaky. But there's like a close up on Corbier, and then there's a close up on Victor. And it's like, in, yeah, it's got to be like foreshadowing. Otherwise, it's just like an interesting choice of like camera work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Time for more uh, Brenna, Mick, and Mara power hour. So <laughs> after school, Mick and Mara are sitting on the couch together and Mick is saying that he really missed her while he was gone and he never stopped thinking about her. And Mara's like, that's one of the sweetest things he's ever said. And then in that moment, Amber walks in and says, that's one of the most nauseating things he's ever said. And she's like, I thought you said you and Mara were too complicated. And Mick's like, what? And Amber keeps going and is like, I thought you said you missed what we had. And Mick's like, that's not what I meant. But Amber is obviously really mad and Mara looks confused. My ship is beautiful. First of all, that first half of that scene, I was like screaming. So good. So cute. But once again, I feel bad for Amber because she totally like misunderstood Mick and like clearly wants to get back together. And I feel bad. Oh, yeah. I said Amber expose him. He's dumb. <laughs> Nick, with the bracelet situation and with this situation, I feel like does not know how to handle, like, being, like, kind of a love triangle type situation. Yeah. Because, like, like, I, like, I know that he's like, oh, but I really like Mara. Like, whatever. Like, me and Amber broke up. Whatever. Straight up tell Amber that you miss you guys' relationship. Y'all, you miss you messed up Dumb. make your stupid mistakes <laughs> i think it did amber leave amber must have left the room amber got pissed off and left <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then mara asks if she missed something and mick's like oh it's nothing just like forget her forget about that and then he takes her hand and says mara i need to know will you go out with me and then mara smiles and says yes and then they kiss and just like my ship's back y'all so happy just really, really happy. She's been waiting for this one. Turn it up. I've been waiting for this one. Now they're like pretty stable, I think, for the rest of the season, for the most part. There's like a little bit of extra drama, but 
No more on and again, off again. Or no, maybe there might be one more. Maybe I like them because I too have been in chaotic on again, off again relationships. Oh my god. <laughs> That's not my desire to be. Relatable. And we can resume our musical. Do they really get to go, go and steady? steady. Go, go and steady. Steady, steady for good. The last scene, Nina is now in the attic and she's kind of just staring at the portrait of Sarah. And then she starts looking around and she's just like straight up talking to the house like, hey, house. Hello, help me. And then nothing happens at first, but then a box falls over. And when she goes over to the box, she finds a newspaper about the founding of the boarding school. The article shows a picture of Victor, Rufus, and Sarah, and she realizes that Victor and Rufus haven't aged a bit, but obviously Sarah has. And she's like, why is this so? And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I just said Nina talking to the house. Um, we could discuss this. With, I think it'll probably pick up next week's episode when Grace is going to be here, but there's this really, really good uh, nursery Dex pick from Check, Please, where Dex talks to the house. So this just reminded me of that. Remind me to bring this up when Grace is here next week. <laughs> you don't know what I'm no. talking about. It's a really good pick. <laughs> she probably said it to me. Um, also, Victor founded the school. Is that what we just heard? Yeah, With I was Sarah and kind of shocked about that too. Like, I forgot about Victor that. Victor said F these kids, but Victor founded the school. <laughs> I hate but you know he founded the school for his own, like, game. Yeah, for his own, like, game of, like, murdering children to get an elixir of life. Also, it's not in this point yet, but, like, the Descendants plot? True. Also, okay, um, not to go on my, like, random tangent that makes it makes sense to me, but because I never want to explain it, the Mr. Sweet is Rufus's son tangent that I will one oh, day explain God. on this exactly. podcast, but today is not that day. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm excited for this day whenever it comes. I, I don't know when it's going to come. Maybe like we'll save it for like the end of season two so I can think it out better. So it's I can explain it. Because it's one of those so things. So next year. It's one of those things that makes sense in my brain, but when I try to like type it, like go to tweet it so it makes sense, my brain is just a hamster spinning on a wheel. The concept of us ever reaching season two feels foreign, but actually, no. Is it going to be in January? I, that, True. That's like the weirdest thing. Yeah, because it felt like super far off, but actually at this season point. Season three feels really far away. We're like midway through season one. We're more than midway through season one. We're like... No! Success, but season yeah. two we're going to be recapping forever because there's like five times Forever and ever. Alright, brain soul of the week, guys. Who do we think? Alfie. <laughs> Help me. Go like Alfie. Yeah, he was like really smart being like something's going wrong and or like something's up and he actually was like, let me go find out what's going on, unlike the rest of Anubis House that's like, oh, and mystery? Alright, Alfie. Okay, so ship of the week. Um, I obviously nominate Mick and Mara because they're going steady now. Mick pinned her. <laughs> steady for good. Back at it with the Bye Bye Birdie references. Um, But like Petralfi for friendship, I would say. Petralfi for life and yeah, Mikara. All right, so for our fun activity today, we've kind of neglected to look at our hot take form. So in case you didn't remember, we have a Google form where you can submit any of your House of Anubis hot takes. It's in our link in our bios if you ever want to submit a hot take. Um, but we're going to go through and see like what kind of season one hot takes you guys have submitted that we have not talked about yet. So I've got the spreadsheet up right now. All right, so first hot take. It says... And I don't know who submitted this because I think it's all anonymous, but so Trudy had so many ships in House of Anubis and are we surprised? Easily the best character, high key, but she had a one-sided romance with Victor, a romance with Fabian's uncle. I always thought there was something there with Jasper. Plus Robert Frobisher Smythe, girly had more romances than Jerome. And if I was in the show, I would have gone for Trudy too. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's I mean, she okay. Can I don't cook. I don't clean. Wait, that's the opposite of that. <laughs> I do cook. I do clean. Trudy, an icon. I love her. She deserves the world. Trudy and Uncle Aid, OTP. But yes. she deserves better than Victor. She deserves better than our Robert Frobisher's wife. I would have been here for Jasper, too, I think. But um, Uncle Aid yeah. is definitely the best choice. Yes, I was also okay. going to say, though, I that... I myself for being stupid, but who's Jasper? He's in season two. He's, yeah, Fabian's godfather. Oh, see, I feel like I'm getting Jasmine and Uncle Aid mixed up because, like, why does Fabian have all these random relatives? Let me know. Fabian doesn't have a parent, though. He's got an uncle and a godfather. Yeah. Maybe that's why Fabian and Nina are lo in love because they both are 
orphan. <laughs> I feel like we've also had this discussion. Um, oh, crap, like, I've lost Violet and Quigley okay. in the series of the North okay, but... Quigley Quagmire stands rise. I'm just saying that Trudy and Robert never could have worked because Denby was really trying to be his second, mm. his third wife. Oh she yeah, she was, she was so hard. hard. Dead. She was she was willing to give it all up for that man, and for what? So overall, I think I agree with this hot take. Me too. I agree with this hot take. Yeah, I also go Trudy. Trudy deserves better than Victor. Yes. All right. So this next hot take. I'm almost certain that Nickelodeon planned to make a romance happen between Patricia and Mr. Winkler until they realized how wrong it was. So they simply <laughs> teased it a little bit, and then he presumably died. Um, hold on. Died before the next season due to his illness. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I kind of agree with this. I, it... I don't think it was intentional. I don't think it was intentional because also, again, this is a uh, children's television program. Yeah, I think that Jack and Jay just have really good chemistry and we're very close in age. I don't think they did because it's supposed to be a kid show. However, true. This, if this wasn't supposed to be a kid show, like if this was initially a Teen Nick show or if this was on like, Freeform, ABC Family, was it still ABC Family back at this time period? Yeah, I think so. I feel like they would have went there. I oh, do for sure. almost wonder, though, if that's, like, because we don't know what happened to him, and I know we assume he, like, died, but I almost wonder if that's why he, like, just kind of got written out and they didn't keep him for seasons later. Just yeah, they, like, oh, they were probably like, this got weird. They teacher relationships, especially if they, like, saw people's reactions and people in 2011, like, shipping it and stuff. Mind you, this is also, like, the era of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, so. I think that's part of the reason why it was, like, so hyped. Because it was, like, hyped. It was, like. To a point. Not, like, I don't know how to There were definitely that. shippers back in the day. There were um, pace and shippers, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I guess, like, I half agree with this half take. Same. Pretty Little Liars really normalized inappropriate suits. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying that if they were, like, love interest in anything else i'd probably be like all about it yeah yes, if jade and jack displayed love interests that were like just supposed to be the same age with each other i'd have been like or jade and jack can just date that'd be fine too yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so next hot take just short and to the point fabian's crush on mick is that even a hot take though who doesn't agree with that just That's not even a hot take McBean ranks. Okay, the superior Fabian ship. We've been here. We've been there. We've said it. We we gonna say it again. Yeah. So this next one, I don't know how much we can talk on this, but it says they should have stuck with what House Anubis and Das House Anubis did and not made Nita the Chosen One. Interesting. I, I don't know any, what any of that means. So I have no comment. I'm assuming the version. So. So it's not a direct copy of the plot because I thought it was a direct copy of the plot. So they mm-hmm. had so somebody else, I guess, and the other two were the chosen one and not Nina. I thought maybe was Mick the chosen one? Oh, Mick was the Osirian in one of them. Okay, Mick the Osirian is iconic, but um, I would love Mick as the Osirian in like ours. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Mick is so that like been the best because it would have made no sense, but like <laughs> even I less mean, sense than Eddie. Like, I don't remember, but Mick really would have been out of nowhere. I almost wonder if it was going to be Fabian, but then they switched it to Eddie when uh, they found out Nat was leaving. But like, Fabian mm-hmm. would have been so predictable, and Eddie was like a plot twist. Well, that's why I almost wonder if it was going to be Fabian, because then it would have been like, if they had Nina for season three, it would have been fine, because like, it would have just been their dynamic, but like... They wouldn't have been like, deeper. the chosen one cannot be near each other. <laughs> that plotline would not have existed if like she wasn't leaving yeah. the show. We, yeah. We've been new. Because again, they like even Brad said they tried to Americanize the show. So like, I think that's why like Nina was the chosen one and Eddie was the Osirian is because they were trying to Americanize they're like, the show. You know who the Americans relate to? Other Americans. Other Americans. <laughs> Not based on personality traits or anything like that. I just relate to Nina because we're both Americans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't the other either of them, but apparently, as Eddie has been live vlogging, I don't remember which of the two, but Eddie has been live vlogging the one. Our friend Eddie on Twitter. Um. She's been live vlogging the one, and apparently, in that version, they play like American pop songs in the background, and I just love picturing the concept of them playing American pop songs in the background of like all the scenes that <laughs> the <laughs> pop music. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Um, this one hot take that I agree with. Jerome is literally the shittiest friend to Alfie. I th- yeah, <laughs> yes, right, you should say it. Like, 
trash. He ditches him for Mara. He's mean to him. He left him in a basement for like hours at a time. And for what? And for what? He did that whole thing with the laundry room. And this is just like all the episodes we've recapped because I don't remember a lot of stuff from like future stuff. Like in that detail, despite the fact that we like rewatched all three seasons in like April, May. Like Jerome, in these episodes we've recapped so far, planted this whole thing where he thought, told Alfie that he was going to ask Amber on a date, but like framed it to be mixed so that Amber rejected Alfie and for what? Left him in a basement and for what? Ditched him for Mara and for what? You're not nice to Alfie. Like Jerome. It's not good. They like get like applauded as this like glorified like, friendship in the show, and they're like really not the best friendship. Oh it's my god! Like, what was it? I was like the literally somebody was like, "Oh my god, the Jerome Patricia Alfie trio is the best," and I was like, "It ain't though. That ain't it." I'm sorry, Jerome. I love Descendants and like whatever, but like I'm sorry, <laughs> Jerome. Patricia is a thousand times nicer to Alfie than Jerome is. Next one. This how is kind of a big to, topic. I was like, how There's like two more left. Because I'm like, we've got 10 minutes, guys. There's two more left for season one. Okay, let's go. Let me do the less, the smaller one first, and then I'll do the big one. Because the big one will probably spike a bigger conversation. Um, okay, so this one. During the play, halfway through season one, Jason is like, you are all so unprofessional because Nina almost misses her cue. Buddy, there are a bunch of 16-year-olds that have never acted before and don't care. Let's try to let's try to lower our expectations, shall we? <laughs> that play was a chaotic mess. It really was. But they also were being said, they, when I was in high school theater, none of us would have been acting like that, is what I'm going to say, because you can't just, but again, I went a whole rant when we were talking about this, didn't I, about like how plays and like, TV shows are badly portrayed because they, like, can just do shit like that. Yeah, and, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, right about High School Musical, the musical, the series, and their play because it was, yeah. <laughs> so, but, like, I also, I see where they're coming from here because, like, the difference between us in high school in a play and them is that, like, we were, like, in drama club. Like, we yeah, wanted like, to do this, and they're, like, all forced to do yeah, this. Not, like, into it. We, like, signed up to ha- be in a play. So I see what you mean. Whoever said this, I understand. <laughs> yeah. The play was a mess. Jason was it cutting really scenes during the play. So Jason was also being unprofessional. He cut Amber's scene like in the middle of the play on the night that they were doing the play. He really did. So yeah. <laughs> it was just Jason a mess. can't even talk. <laughs> All right. And then this last one, it, they listed it as season one. That's why I'll bring it up. But I guess it's more like whole series. Um, but they said, just a general one that I think you should tackle. As a queer teenager, it makes me sad that there is no representation for the LGBTQIA plus community on House of Anubis. On the fandom site, near to all queer ships are titled as, as friendships, but with all the straight ships, it displays as friendship slash romantic. I have my own personal headcanons. KT is bi and Willow is pan along with many others. What is your opinion? And do you have any LGBTQIA plus headcanons? And then they said, love your podcast and you. I re-listened to every episode on the steady roll your podcast podcast is brilliant thank you so much so first of all thank you that makes me happy (laughs) um i don't think we have time to unpack all my head cannons because i'm actually trying to go to bed soon um i will on my personal twitter when i come off my hiatus so i'm like the next like two weeks after this airs i will make a thread of my head cannons on my account so check me check that out at Haley's daniel because again there's a lot to unpack and like I understand what you're saying but at the same time we're going back in time nine years from when Andy Mack came out however I do strongly believe if it was a show that was coming out in the year 2020 that there would be a can like at least one canon character if not more I agree too Yeah. yeah Yeah, like, I wish that, obviously, there was more representation on the show outside of fandom, because I think in fandom, we'll all just, like, literally just, like, ship anyone with anyone, so we're, like, not being, like, everyone here is straight, and I don't really go on the wiki, so, like, I don't know, like, if if it's a crack ship, then, like, I feel like LGBT couples and straight couples should be treated equally if they're crack ships, the canon ships, I guess, is a different story, but, yeah, there should be potential romance. Yeah, I do think that, and it does suck that there was no representation, and we obviously should have, in ch- children's television, had LGBT representation in television, 
earlier than we did. I'm saying this as like a identified person I identify as straight. But like anyway. Yeah, that's I agree too. Like yeah, I think I do think like a lot of in children's television now we're getting to a point where at least are getting more representation and I think that's a very good thing. But I don't even think in twenty eleven in even adult shows, I think Glee like was pretty much like one of the only and first shows at the time and like Glee's a mess and like we're not gonna go into that but like that I feel like the thing with like representation like that in TV shows is that like if there was representation that was like the niche of the show and it wasn't like a like it wasn't just like part of the show it was like the show's niche like because that was definitely something with Glee where like Kurt with Kurt and Blaine that was like their one of their niches yeah, and then I know there was like stuff like the L word, and I'm trying to think of some other like shows where it was just kind of like I don't want to say it was a throwaway, but it was just again like it was a niche. Yeah, like I think yeah. it was one of the first mainstream television shows to have like multiple LGBT characters and like relationships. And that's the thing too. Like I think had no, like, I'm gonna disclaimer too. I'm also straight, so it's hard for me to like speak properly on this. I'm sure like I can't come with the same opinions as someone who is actually in the LGBTQ community. But I think had they included it in 2011, 2012, they would, it would have been like, Oh, we're like trying to be edgy here. Like we're putting like a not straight couple in the show. Whereas like, if it came out now, I feel like shows that are doing it now, especially kids shows are doing it like more organically. Like, it's not like, Oh my gosh, it's a big deal. This character is gay. It's just like, Oh yeah, they're gay. And it's like, it's not like a big deal. It's just, they're gay. Cause that's how it is. Like, Julian the Phantoms did that. The Lodge did that. It like wasn't meant to be a major plot point. It was just like this is how they are, and it's normal, and it's you know, and that's how I probably would have liked to see it you on House of Mavis. And I really like the way that they like revealed that with Alex is because it was just yeah. done in a way that was so like it made sense. It felt, like it organic. Just, it was just yeah, it felt right, and it was like something that I really appreciated, especially thinking about how he would have been like a rock star in the '90s and like how revolutionary Alex would have been if you didn't die and like that's like something i genuinely do think shows are doing better now and again it's 10 years later i i can wish that they did something and it's it's hard to be the one to break the mold which is why i like really respect the fact that andy mack was the show that broke the mold and i think shows will continue to break the mold and push things and i remember when bill and the bulldogs aired and it was like one of the characters had like gay parents and it was like that and was good like, luck charlie was like that at too, the yeah. time it was like so revolutionary and i think we are making strides and i think we'll continue to make strides in television and i just i'm just gonna say not the right time for it yeah i think that's what it comes down to which is unfortunate but that it had been like more normalized i feel like Nickelodeon would have like given them flack or like other people would have given Nickelodeon flack at the time, and that just is shitty and sucks. And I hate to bring this up, but I watched the show One Big Happy, and it was two best friends. One of them was a lesbian woman, and they had like decided they were gonna have a baby together. And honestly, if that show aired in 2010 or like 2019, that show would have been so popular because it was so good and it made so much sense. It was like, but like it just didn't air at the right time to take off and be successful. Yeah. So I think our overall answer to this is. It's unfortunate that we didn't get any representation when it came out, but it was just because of the times, but we would have loved to see it had it, had they been able to make it work and had they been the ones to decide to break that mold. So, and Emily will tweet all of her headcanons. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what I'll I like, don't know do if I think anybody is straight on that show. <laughs> it's so interesting too, because in 2011 watching this, I never thought about that really. There was like very no. few not straight ships I thought about, but then like, re kind of re-entering the fandom and talking to more people i like totally see so many more like not straight ships you know it's just like interesting make mcbean was the big one for me watching the show when yeah I watched. me too mcbean was really like my only one air, like with season oh and joy trisha that was like and joy trisha were my two oh, in, yeah, like, og fandom days yeah when i in like 2013 when i decided to ship nina and mara for no reason you know? I remember reading a by Eddie Fick and like I don't want to say it caught me off guard, but it was just like I want to say I'm gonna go with eye opening. It was like interesting because that was like my first like forte into like more expanded head cannons. That sounds so weird. I'm sorry, not to like show my age, 
or like date myself but it was just like kind of one of those moments where i was like oh interesting because now i'd be like heck yeah buy eddie fan fiction like hit me up straight up i'm like yeah eddie's bi makes sense to me like Like, i always like what i could think one of the things is like first like when i first read it that that just seemed like a weird thing to like do to like have like a headcanon i'm like that seemed like a weird thing to headcanon you know or now is one like yes, let's go. Yeah, it's like, much more normalized now, and I feel like it just shows like in the last ten years how uh much strides, uh, strides. I don't know how to properly word this, but like I hope that keeps getting better and better because it's obviously still shitty in a lot of places for a lot of LGBT people. But like I hope that we as a society just keep just like normalizing and be like, yo, everyone's normal, like cool, and like yes. making it normalize the hell of lgbt characters and making people feel accepted and having representation that's important yeah because obviously in real life not everyone is straight so i hope that we continue to be like that and i'm glad in the past 10 years that there has been progress (laughs) that one yeah so but thank you for that I guess, like, hot take slash question. That was really, that's, like, definitely a really important conversation. Again, I really would like a remake or, like, a spinoff in the good year 2020 with, like, where it's a teen show. I would kill for that. I think it could actually, like, honestly, I will always... easily this could be, like, a, I don't want to say CW because CW is messy, but, like... Hey, like, a Netflix original would be cool. A Netflix original would be great. Yeah. CBS All Access original. <laughs> well, we can produce it, guys. That's my degree is TV. I can do this. <laughs> we can all do this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that if it was a teen show that was more publicized, like nowadays, that it would be pretty popular. 100%. Yeah. I feel like World News would have been more popular had it been more. Honestly, if it was a teen show, it probably would have been like literally if like a groundbreaking show, a super popular, especially in that era because that's when stuff like pretty little liars was super popular like what like vampire diaries and like kind of i hate to be the dark hole, but i have to say that like compared to like some of the writing you get on like some of the teen shows it was actually like better written like the writing was more consistent yeah like, at least seasonally like from season to season it did vary but like like if There's season like one was consistent with season you're one, you're like, oh, they like threw this in here to be a kid show, but like a lot of times, like it felt very adult one compared to like a lot of shows on like Nickelodeon at the time. Because mm-hmm. I think when I was watching like House Anubis, like there were very specific shows still aimed at kids that I would watch. Yeah, me too. So this like, felt like mature to me. Like, it felt like, even though I was watching it, like, I was, like, in high school. Well, it's kind of interesting, because, like, I watched Greenhouse Academy, and that's now been canceled, and it's definitely, like, it's marketed as a kid's show, but, like, I would say it's, like, heavy in the same ways, like, this was, where it does feel like it could be a teen show, and it's, like, I don't want to say darker, but it's, like, darker and, like, deeper, and, like, I think it's interesting when you stop treating, like, kids like kids and you give them the like, yeah, and, like opportunity them. to think of things on a deeper level and, and have really this initially been on like a teen nick or had they you know like had they always had this as like a teen nick show i feel like it would have been popular oh it yeah, probably sure. would have been huge because like like teen nick what like what was going on in teen nick and like the grass was on teen nick grassy i think they put dance academy on teen nick and a lot of people watch dance academy um like i oh, feel dance like academy with sammy yeah that was like, weird hours like weeknights like six times a week and like it was like a very niche thing i feel like at the time mm-hmm. like you kind of just had to like know about it yeah, and you yeah, had to keep up with it. it. That was the big yeah, thing, too. I knew about it and, like, be dedicated enough to keep up about it, whereas if it was, like, I mean, like, there's so many episodes, so, like, I don't know how that would have even happened, but if it was, like, oh, a weekly, like, show on, like, Teen Nick or whatever. That it would have like, been, it would have taken off, I, yeah. I feel like it would have been very popular. All right, so we should probably wrap this up. If you want to submit hot takes. I was going to say, our alarm went off, like, five minutes ago, but we were, yeah. like, having a deep discussion, so I didn't want to say yeah. anything. <laughs> So thank you if you were one of the people that sent those hot takes in. We do have a lot more that are just for season two and season three. So we'll discuss those later on when we get to those. Uh, 
But if you have any if you have any hot takes for the rest of season one, or if you're patient and want to send us ones for season two and season three, send them in. We'll get to them eventually. We're not be discussing until God knows when. Catch yeah, you uh, in 2023. <laughs> um, the link is in our social media. So if you go to either Twitter or Instagram, it's in our little like link tree thing. You can go submit your head cannons and your hot takes to the forum. All right, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. If you would like to check us out on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at Anubis Backwards Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at Anubis Podcast. Our TikTok is also at Anubis Backwards Pod. You can send us an email even if you want. It's anubisbackwardspod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you on social media. We love it when people DM us and stuff. It makes our day. So (laughs) uh, thank you again. And we will see you next week. With a special guest. It's not a famous podcast host. That's all I'm going to say. Laura, you actually said her name at one point. So, Can we actually just say who it is because it's not someone famous? Or should I literally yes. say as a podcast host? Because everyone's going to think that. Yeah, I'm this famous. is someone's reward for making it to the end of the podcast. You get to find out who the guest is next week. So our special guest next week is our friend Grace. You might know her from the Book Host podcast. And you also might just know her from being our friend. I don't know. You also might know her as HOA screen caps on Tumblr. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. Thanks, guys. Sabuna. There's so much I wanted to say. The way I see it, is there anyone?